0: Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson.
1: And I'm Maureen Smith.
0: And we are joined by the illustrious Joshua Lewis Smith. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm tired, but I'm good. Yeah. How are you?
0: How are you? You're probably I'm good. You're probably loving this weather,
2: though. I love this weather. Yeah. Okay, so I mean though, like I yesterday was 90 degrees, which was great, but also I feel like it just, like, skipped. We, we had, like, 40-degree rain for, like, five years, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was 90. But today's, like, more spring-like.
1: I felt, I felt personally victimized by yesterday's weather. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, we had dinner last night, and it was stupid hot when we had the oven on. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. it was dumb hot. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, I'm good. I feel really good today i don't know why it's good I, you know what i figured out is a really smart move is um i have a chair with a really like deep back this black chair over here uh-huh like it, it, so you're kind of like crouched back in it but then i put a pillow in it and i put a pillow on my back basically my back feels great nice
1: we also went on a five mile walk today i
2: love we those did.
1: yeah we walked down to uptown and back yeah that's, that's great great
2: yeah, I've done that before. It's a nice, really yeah. nice walk. Yeah. Yeah. If you go up um Halstead, it's I
1: love that. So what we did, so right along the lake, there's uh oh, like that park trail. Yeah. So Even we better. just yeah, so we got on, we picked that up at Foster, and then took that to Wilson. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It was a really. There's nice a coffee spot
0: right? called Everybody's Coffee that's really good, and we grabbed some coffee there.
1: Oh man, and I got this we will get into actual things, but like this is this is of importance. We um I got this sandwich that was like a bagel sandwich with like all these different veggies and tomato jam. Yeah. And I'm now obsessed with the idea of tomato jam. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to make some.
2: You should so that's one of the I I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but there's a place uh, Smackdab Bakery. We've talked yeah, because they do breakfast sandwiches with different kind. They have, I think they have, I know they have an onion jam. I think they probably have a tomato jam and they have a bacon jam. And it's like, Yum. they make really good sandwiches.
0: And they have a storefront now, right? Like recently, I think have a so.
2: Um, and they have great vegan donuts. So actually, yeah. I left them a review after ordering from the first time. I was like, this place is amazing. I should have ordered more than one donut because they're small. It's incredible. So the last time I ordered from them, I didn't even get any donuts. They sent two free donuts. I like cried <laughs> so they
0: emailed Like they were they not emailed They like mailed you
2: donuts Well I ordered the. I ordered from like Grubhub Oh Gotcha Oh
1: and they remembered you
2: I guess Oh that's I left so a nice, nice review on Grubhub Cause they're good They deserve it And they also yeah. have oat milk With their cold brew It's so good
0: Yum Oh You know what milk I wanted to get into hmm. um, Is it macadamia No I saw something weird Some weird macadamia mix I don't know. But anyway, what well, the other thing we did today vegan food wise, oyster mushrooms and we were talking about this. Yeah. I roasted them in the toaster oven for like th- 25 minutes or something like that and then popped them out and just kind of like shredded them like pulled pork. Mm. And then I took that and I took a bunch of mayonnaise and tomatoes because I personally like miss a good Long Island like salad. Yeah. Not like salad, but like, no, like a, a thing a, with covered in right, like mayonnaise. Like a chicken salad, like a potato yeah, salad, right. whatever you want. Yeah. A bunch um, of
2: mayo and something. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, so we, we each did our own take on a on a chicken salad. His was like tomato. It was just...
0: It was honestly just oyster mushrooms, tomatoes, and, and mayo. mayonnaise. And a little Dijon. Yeah, and and, that's all yeah, and, that's you need. And so mine
1: great. was mayo, apples... Grapes and celery.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love that kind of a.
1: And I like, mm-hmm. and I like. It was with salt and pepper too. Uh, yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's been a good day.
1: Well, uh, it sounds
0: good. I'm like, have a backseat anxiety passenger towards tomorrow night, not because it's not ready, but just because. So we're recording on Monday. We'll probably release this tonight. So most likely you'll be listening to this tomorrow, which is Tuesday. Uh, so I'm talking about the twenty four Italian songs in Arias concert. I'm just I'm just really we've been working on it for like two months and so I can tell I'm like all right, like we're starting this thing and uh, like 99% of the things are in place. Yeah. And so just that 1% of things is really freaking me out. Like, I don't really know what to do about it. And that's not, yeah, when
2: you're either. starting something and putting together a concert, I know it well. And that's what happens. Then, then you're like, no, one's going to come. And then you go and there's a thousand people there. And it's great. Knock on wood.
1: I really hope there's a thousand people there. <laughs> That would be so good. Mm-hmm.
2: Even well, there's going to be more than twenty
0: definitely because there's twenty four singers on it.
1: Right. Hey,
2: I will tell you that, that helps. Absolutely. For, for new brew, we had a bunch of singers too, and you know what? That room was packed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I'm
1: what I'm worried about is that our space is really the space at Nightcap is pretty small. Yeah, it is. And the singers alone will fill it. Yeah. And so I'm like, what if people do come? Where will they go? Um,
0: I think there could be a little bit more standing room thing, and I also imagine that we're gonna actually not just have the space that they use as an audience for the performances, but also the stage space and kind of like where those little tables are normally. Where yeah, Do you know what I'm talking about? That like, so it's gonna be more of a. I'm oh, yeah, imagining yeah, 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 that the performances yeah. are gonna be more next to the piano, not to not towards the. For anyone that's not been a nap nightcap, I'm really sorry. This is not interesting to you at all. But um, so in other words, I'm I'm picturing more of a thrust. To wear. Uh-huh. I, I, I can picture yeah. it. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking we're, we'll end up doing. But that's cool. just me. That way, too, it's easier for people to come in. You know, it's not like they're coming in...
1: And interrupting the performance. Right.
0: Yeah, they're coming into, like, the back of it. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, do you want to get into topics? I know Josh... You
2: have a couple. I have a couple. There's been a lot going on, and it's so... I mean, it's it's June, so happy Pride Month.
1: Yeah. And also...
2: I thought it was Outdoor Month. It,
1: great Outdoors... Great Outdoors Month?
2: Great Outdoors Month, Yeah, I believe. So, for those of you who might not know, and I feel like a lot of people don't know this, because it hasn't really been as much on my, like social media timelines, as they imagine it would be, that Trump, on, I guess, the last day in May, declared June National national
1: great national Great Outdoors, outdoors Month. Months. And
2: what's great is, I think he did it, was it on the same day that he said he was um, uh, leaving the Paris Climate Accord? I think so. It's <laughs> so, like, national, enjoy it while you can, month. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but also it's it is already a, a month and that's and that's pride and that is something that he has failed shockingly to acknowledge yeah. not shockingly remotely shocking mm-hmm. but even though his um, fucking jackass of a daughter <laughs> is pulling that I have gay friends gay suka things happy pride gays
0: <sighs> It's amazing to me that Ivanka is playing this thing where I, she can I, both be like liberal
2: and uh
1: and a fucking moron. Yeah. I have to
2: find her tweet, because it's just... Even the wording of it made my blood boil. Well, while you're doing that, the only thing that I
0: thought about with the Great Outdoors Month thing is yes. that how revisionist it is, especially because oh, of the yes. fact that they um, they got all... They took all the, the history of Pride Month things
2: off of the White House website. Right. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just shocking. Yeah. Really, that what we what a slight to the gay community the gay community who all through campaigning trump touted liked him which we never did but you know and 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 that he's be good to the gays and he and and i knew right away he never would be and here we are
0: do you remember that pitiful lgbt flag that he'd made with his
2: like black sharpie on it that said like lgbt's for trump or something gross yeah. I, like, still get pissed off about that. And I'm not someone who believes, like, the sanctity of flags or something, but something about that felt so, like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, a black Sharpie on a flag. Like, oh.
0: No, I completely agree. The only other thing that I wanted to say about that is I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake to continuously be, like... It's, a, it's supposed to be a distraction. Like, they're planning this. It's oh, like, they
2: keep saying that. And they're like, no. not
0: planning it. Like, it's just, they're just doing a lot of shitty shit. Yeah, at this the isn't same a distraction. Time.
2: This is just shitty. Like,
0: it's not like they're trying to make you pay attention to one thing and not the other because we're all paying attention to different things. If anything, we're all getting overwhelmed. But I don't like when it's yeah. like, oh, well, this is just a distraction. But also, like, no, all my ahead.
2: friends are paying attention to it everything right including the ones who are like well this is a distraction you're preparing to do this and like no but you, literally all of you are saying that so I'm pretty yeah. sure you all are paying attention
1: well and also what's bother what bothers me is that distraction versus versus revision mm-hmm. uh, distraction yep. doesn't have a lasting impact. Revision does. Yeah. You know, like, it's not like the Trump administration is keeping all of the information about Pride Month on file so that yeah. whoever comes in, whatever next administration comes right. in can just, like, hit, you know, Control-Z yeah. and get all that yeah. information yeah. back. Yeah. Like, like, that's all gone. Right. Um, and no, I
0: completely agree. And that was kind of what I think, like, we need to be able to be aware of the difference between that. Because... Revisionism is scary. Revisionism is fascism. Revisionism is Yes. Like revision revisionism is one step away from teaching our future generations in incorrect and like factually uh inaccurate narratives and storylines and it's it's scary and that's something to be to like obviously there are things to be outraged at, but that is something that isn't even a matter of outrage. It just needs to be rejection. It just needs to be this is not okay. Like, this isn't a time to make a fucking, like, what you think is satirical or sarcastic joke about, like, whatever the fuck. Like, this is revisionism. This is what Stalin did. This is what Hitler did. Like, that's where we're at.
2: And it's, I it just feels so pointed like you, you could have made fucking July happy great outdoors month but no you did it on a month where there is something you know that important to a community yep. it's insane I don't, as far as I know there isn't a July thing month besides my birthday uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the fourth you know but so it's just it's so intentional you know yeah,
1: yeah. well and it's <sighs> It's, like, one of the things that stands out in my mind as one of the more blatant. Like, like he's not being shy about the no. fact that he's purposefully ignoring Pride Month. No. I mean, not that he's been, like, not that he's been, like, coquettish about his other, you know, <laughs> yeah. about his other terrible views. But, you know, this, this one is... I think one of the more brazen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the silver lining of it for me, is that he's an idiot. And it's apparently he's an idiot. I think it's a mistake to think that this is planned. I think it's a mistake to think that this is some kind of distraction tactic. Like, this is the great mind of Steve Bannon. It's like, no, they're a bunch of idiots. They're doing everything they're doing extremely heavy-handed, uh, it's a terrible, absolutely, but there's no nuance to it. It's just, it's I, like, it's gays like freak me out, so I'm going to delete all the history about it and then make it, it's just blatant, you know.
1: And what it does, it, it, it makes it easy to hate. and I mean, obviously it makes it but it makes it really easy to refute it, which is, right. I guess, yeah. good?
0: It's, it's extremely <laughs> transparent, and I think what, when uh, I started realizing that, That it was so... That gave me, weirdly, comfort. Not that it wasn't terrible, but it's just like... We see who you are for who you are. There is no... There is no veiled, like, meaning... What you're doing is terrible. Like, in in every step of the way, this is terrible. But it's not... Like, we know that... Hopefully, like, humanity can recognize that and reject it. Like, the fucking scum that it is in your body.
1: And it's making it easier to fight. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, that's like, the thing Like, thanks that's
1: for tr- doing half the job for us, bud. Right.
0: That's the interesting thing about the idea of people that are being like, we need to impeach Trump. And we're just like, well, then we're going to have Mike Pence, who isn't that. I mean, yeah, he's he's terrible too, but he is a politician more so than Trump is, and he's not as transparently terrible.
2: <laughs> he just, you know, likes ElectroShop therapy and uh creating AIDS epidemics and, spine yeah. And, yeah. and PT. but like no one talks about the
0: Indiana um, AIDS epidemic which is insane thought. because he killed people I know people died like that's, it's not yeah yeah um I know the other thing that we really wanted to talk about was Ivanka Trump
2: well so let me while we're well we have plenty of things to say about her but I want to read her pride tweet uh Which I just had up Let's pull back Okay I am proud to support My LGBTQ friends And the LGBTQ Americans Who have made Immense contributions To our society And economy Just let that sink in For a minute
1: Wait Read that one more time
2: Right I am proud to support My LGBTQ friends And the LGBTQ Americans Who have made Immense contributions To our society And economy
1: So basically, right? <laughs> thanks for buying so many feather boas. Like, is that what that is? Well, I think it's... <laughs> well, first
2: of all, it's... I mean, it doesn't get more capitalist than the Trumps, right? Right. So right. their rationalization for anything being worthwhile is its contribution to the economy. Yeah. And, and this isn't the first time I've seen language like this from them. But that's the first thing I took away when I saw that. It was like, she's wishing... You know, happy. She doesn't even say pride, but, you know, she's, she's saying that she supports people who buy into the economy, fine, whatever, yeah. capitalism is worse, and contributions to society. But people, people's worth being based upon that. their output to society rather right. than their humanity, right? Yeah. Which just bothers me. And she also pulls my LGBTQ friends out, and we're all like, who? Yeah. <laughs> Name one.
1: (laughs) Tell me... You're what now? Tell me one gay.
2: Tell tell me... Name one gay. Name a
1: single gay who is currently standing with Ivanka Trump.
2: (laughs) And that's pretty much... I mean, literally all the timeline of people tweeting responses that are like, what gays? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which ones? (laughs) Which... What's... uh... Name them. (laughs) Name them. (laughs) Um, At them. Yeah, it's... uh, it's insane, what? and and it's, it's 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 just, and she's so out of touch, and it's so in, ah, and whoa, well, this I mean, so for me, there's so much going on with Ivanka because as I was telling you all before we started recording, CNN called her the country's most powerful Jewish woman, so combining that with her fucking gay marriage, gay, gay, supportive case tweet, I'm like.
1: Livid. No, I, the whole, like, Memorial Day, like, go out there and make... Happy Memorial Day! How, how about you go out and make champagne popsicles? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that was ridiculous. That was, like, a weird Marie Antoinette moment of let them eat cake. And she
2: is, though, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's not Melania that's Marie Antoinette. It's Ivanga. No. Well, and I think that that... Or both of them.
0: That weirdly I is know. where, uh, like... The republicans like the establishment republicans and the establishment democrats have things in common is this celebration of financial gain um and this disconnect from the working class like because i think in a lot of ways like um and i mean it's not as blatant like i think ivanka trump with the things that she's doing it's extremely heavy-handed the same way like it is with her father the way that she's like Oh, just make a popsicle out of champagne. Like, that'll be a nice memorial day. It's like, for your family and friends, like, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't remember I mean, the last how much could a banana champagne.
2: cost? $10? Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Honestly, like, this whole... I, I think you have a really good point there of it being just absolutely, you know, regardless of political affiliation, just a byproduct of the upset... Like, the the people who benefit from capitalism is just kind of like flaunting what you can afford and I think that a really big like a really big um platform for that has been Instagram
0: oh yeah absolutely well I think that that's I think it's um it's interesting to like play this like devil's advocate to self-care because I think like obviously Like, I, I, for mental health, what is concerned, like, whatever you can fucking do to get, if you're, like, a depressive, if you're, man, whatever, um, whatever you can do to get through the day and, like, like, love yourself, like, it's important. But I think there's also a difference between that and being, like, oh, check it out, I just bought, uh, my, like, 30th pair of Michael Jordans. Yeah. You know, or, um, like, I just got my fifth Lamborghini and, like, I'm like, and just like stunting versus self care. And I think that they can fall into an interesting thing. And I think that, like, in that, it's just, it all kind of gets tied up into this, just this disconnect from the, from like working class Americans, from people that can't afford to live that way. It's, it's just, it's so prevalent. And, um, and, it, and then there's also this level of like, well, I've worked and picked up myself from the boot, my bootstraps to get to this f- point, you know, like, I don't know, it's really hard, because it's like, sometimes it has way more to do with privilege than, um, than what you've actually overcome. Hmm.
1: There's actually, so what you said about self-care reminded me of um, this article that NPR came out with yesterday the millennial obsession with self-care um and basically um the 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 articles you know boilerplate tldr is that um basically they're they're looking at a difference between self-care and self-awareness and like how self-care can lead to self-absorption okay um and it it's a really yeah, because
2: it's the millennials that have invented self-absorption.
1: Well, right. No, but I mean, I mean, to, to, that aside. Yeah. <laughs> like the the weird millennial hate aside. Yeah. I, I think I'm I'm thinking more of like the Instagram generation, no. the you know, shit like yeah, that. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um it's a really interesting read and I'm actually going to I think I might post it to Scopy, um just because I think that as you were saying, self care is really important, but I think that there is there is a point to which self care is like showy. Am I being a douchebag right now? Or like I, cul- It's like cultivating a... I mean, it's it's so.
2: I, maybe I'm a little out of touch with what what that that kind of self care like because for me, self care is like ordering Chinese food and staying home. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so I think, like, I think, like...
1: Am I just wrong? I'm cool no, with being No, 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 I <laughs> I'm
0: interested in having this conversation, because I think the thing about... There's a difference between, like, self-care in the sense of, like, I'm going to do something for me, right? And then there's another difference between I'm going to overcome my guilt of spending money by spending a lot of money. And I think that it's just... I think it's, like, a lot of things, it's just when... Like money and finances and capitalism gets into the mix of all of it is where it really gets, I don't know, dicey. I mean, like fucking, if you're capable of affording whatever self care item you need to get through the day, like I think that that is up to you to do. But so I think what it is is like, and Gwyneth Paltrow right <laughs> is like I uh I have this really great Stardust face cream that is like a giant self care item for it and uh you can get it on my magazine because they paid me to put it in my magazine uh and so then you should do this too for a thousand dollars a bottle for your self-care that's problematic that's terrible and that's extremely part of our culture um yeah but i i think that like fucking ordering from grubhub once a week or twice whatever the f- i don't know how many times people order from grubhub or like i don't know what the in a person's budget what that actually looks like um but I don't think that I think that that's extremely different than um, than the other thing, you know. Um, I wanna uh, I wanna talk more about millennial hate too because I'm interested in that because I really am like frustrated when that happens. There's an article that's been doing the rounds now lately about. Um, how, like, fucking TGI Fridays Yep, and um, <laughs> Applebee's are... Uh, I think it
1: was BW, BW3s, BW Buffalo Wild Wings and Buffalo Applebee's. Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. and,
2: and Applebee's, and
0: FDs, I guess. Yeah. And TGI Fridays, I think. Well, because it
2: was... Um, <laughs> Wait, I, mean, I read... Not completely non-sequitur. I read that TGI Fridays wants to try to rebrand itself as a gastropub, and then I laughed for, like, ten hours. The oh,
1: my <sighs> God.
0: Well, it's fucking Business Insider, which, like, fuck Business Insider. Right. But I think it's, um... I think it's this silly thing to be like, well, uh, millennials don't appreciate casual dining like we used to. And it's like, no, we love casual dining. I just don't like bad food. So if I'm going to fucking Applebee's and getting a four dollar bowl of flaming cheese, i sure that maybe that's gonna like someone's gonna like that, but maybe if someone else is gonna want to spend eight dollars maybe on a high end bowl of cheese that hasn't been sitting in the freezer for four months and that's then microwave that's been microwaved by someone who's being paid like six dollars to the hour and like with the bonus of hopefully not being deported.
2: Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's amazing to me that. People like so. We're getting these complaints from the people who basically preach about capitalism, right? Right. And yet, no. So now here we are participating in capitalism by consciously spending our money elsewhere, and they're like, "The millennials are, fuck you, can't have it both ways." Right. You know, no. This is capitalism. We. We, well, first of all, we're told every day to be more conscious about the foods we put in our body. We've, you know, and and we try to, right? Uh, TJ Friday's is garbage. That's.
1: They have a whole menu. No, they have like a three, they have like a a three item menu that's like, these are the entrees under 550 calories. Right. And it's like plain salad, 400 calories. Yeah,
2: because, yeah, because they like melt butter on their salad or right. something. I don't know. And, and so here we are making good decisions for ourselves and our longevity, and they're like, oh, no, for the ruining like, – I, I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I don't have a single I – mean, no, we'd rather support small businesses, which is awesome. We'd also rather eat healthy food, which is great. We'd rather – Order from Grubhub, which is fine. We'd Business
0: ethics, recognizing that the way a company me. is is run is yeah. inherently problematic. And even if you, because there's, if you want to get into, like, communist and collective theory, like, you can say that there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Um, yeah. And to some extent, there is no uh, ethical consumption under capitalism. Um, but, I mean, there is definitely things that are more or less... Uh, fucking terrible to the worker or terrible to you know anything i kind of cut you off i'm really
2: sorry oh no i think i'm just ranting um no no but you know it's it's no surprise to me that these companies aren't doing as well anymore but also they there was a period of time when they just they overshot. I feel like these places expanded rapidly, and they now there was a billion of them, and they don't do that well anymore. Yeah, there was a moment where it was like every corner, every mall had a Ruby Tuesday's and a TJI Fridays, and an, and an Applebee's, and they're all the same restaurant. And it doesn't matter. Right.
1: No, Wawatosa, the town I'm from, has like down the street from my mom's house, like maybe I want to say like. 10 years ago an applebee's opened next to the the grocery store um and i remember like when that opened everyone was like yes we've got an applebee's now and now it's like i would ne- like i drive past it and i'm like <sighs> <sighs> mm-hmm. Ugh, gross and it
2: was, what's interesting to note is that also, it's not to say that we completely don't like chains as, like, a generation. Because we love our, like, Chipotle, for instance. Yeah. Like, but that's a different experience. Yeah. It's, well, it's fast food instead of casual dining. But also it's health. They have better ingredients. And, and you yeah. watch
1: them make it.
2: You watch them make it. <laughs> um, <sighs> no, I agree. And, I mean, even, um,
0: like, there's a lot of millennial love for, like, love and hate for like chick-fil-a there's a lot of um i'm trying I mean, to
1: think of like a casual dining like chain casual dining that i like you know what i mean and i
2: can't think of any i mean pa- like I, panera although that's even kind of a stretch because that's almost more fast food yeah because it's yeah. not like like you go service like, and yeah right left. like
1: yeah you go up and you order
2: yeah, um I I kind of mildly can tolerate the Cheesecake Factory, but even that those are strong words. I like their bread, okay? But when do you when do
0: you and your friends go to the Cheesecake Factory? Fucking never. I go with my relatives who I, are still yeah, in like right. the casual dining tradition.
2: Yeah, we we never do. And I don't go any like with my parents if we're gonna go out we're gonna go get like a nice meal.
0: And well if we if like let's say you, Maureen and I went to a meal, which we do occasionally, yeah. we would go to Tank Noodle. We would go to yeah. a vegan restaurant. We'd yeah. go to something... We'd
1: go get Indian or something.
0: Something locally owned. Like, we don't really... We do have casual dining, but we just choose to not
1: well, be the the I mean, locally
2: owned, there's plenty of comparably priced locally owned businesses. And why wouldn't you go to the locally owned one? Chances are the food's going to be better. It's going to be more attention to the details. Yeah. It's going to be people have more control over their ingredients.
1: I think something that we're overlooking yeah. is that we live in a city. Yeah, oh, that's no, of true. course we yeah. have
2: those options in cities that people don't elsewhere. Right. That's that's a fact, but at,
0: uh... But I also think that I mean and I don't know if there are a ton of rural living uh millennials that listen to this show, but if you, and if you are disagree with me if I say this, but I feel like if there is a locally owned option, like I remember when I lived in Orlando, where there's a shit ton of um like chain type mm-hmm. situations. Like there's a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings on every corner, whatever. Um, we knew the places that were locally owned, like, yeah. Um, and you know, we chose to go to them six out of ten times. You know,
1: I'm trying. So uh, I want to say two years ago, I flew out to Binghamton, New York, okay. to visit a friend of mine um, because I, to visit. A, okay. Cool. I flew out to Binghamton, New York to visit a friend of mine. um, And it's a very small, it's a college town. Yeah. Um, But there aren't any, um, like, there were like a couple small places. And like, we went to get like Thai food once, but it was like kind of a novelty that Thai Uh food was an option. Um, So, but I'm trying to think what all we ate. I think we just cooked, honestly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would say that's another... I mean, and that's something that we're not talking about as much either. But we are... I mean, millennials like cooking. Yeah. It's true. Well, the article I read was also saying people are instead investing in services like Blue Apron and things like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Which, why not? Right. Um, but I like cooking. I mean, I mostly cook. I eat at home.
1: Yeah.
2: It's cheaper and i like
1: cooking yeah anyway
0: so i remembered the um i don't know if i can be heard right now yeah Uh, i remembered the other thing yeah we really wanted to talk about today which was kathy griffin
2: yeah now before we make that segue and i'm gonna i'm gonna make a hard turn back to ivanka for five seconds you can never take someone's words just at face value right because ivanka could talk up all about the gays all she wants, but she still supports administration that has Mike Pence in it. She still supports, you know, so she's, her words are meaningless. Yeah.
1: Have Have either of you heard of depraved heart murder? No. So depraved heart murder is a classification of a, of murder that you don't directly go and, like, stab someone, yeah. but basically you create the circumstances <laughs> that lead, directly lead to somebody's okay. death. And there's, like, precedent in the law of people being convicted of this. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and honestly, like, with Mike Pence's, um, and I am not a legal professional, like, I obviously, <clears throat> and maybe this is just, like, me... Reading about a thing and being like, and like I don't understand the nuance of depraved heart murder, but at face value, Mike Pence's HIV yeah um, oh. outbreak to me says depraved heart murder because he directly contributed to the to the deaths of people with hiv that's
0: an interesting thought and it kind of gets into this interesting um psychological not psychological uh philosophical debate that i think people are getting into right now is um if we're able to look at something and, and be able to find objectively that someone made the wrong decision that led to uh like negative effects on society right mm-hmm. um uh but um you there's the it's a, the question of did they know that that was a thing that was going to happen, or did they believe they were doing the right thing? And I and I think in like the case of so like you, there's a lot of talk about with a lot of political figures of whether or not they're a believer or whether or not they're just a politician. And I think um, with Mike Pence, it's interesting because, like, I think Mike Pence could potentially fall more into someone that like believes that they're doing the right thing, like they believe that. Like he, for I know for a long time, believed that smoking doesn't kill or cause cancer. Really? Uh, yeah. And and he he's just a he's a, a nut job. But it's like the same way that pleading insanity in a court of law gets you off because you you believe what you're doing. And so like, but I think like Trump doesn't believe he doesn't believe anything.
2: No, he does not believe anything. I'm, yeah. I do not believe for a second he believes a thing he says. Or so does.
1: I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at, <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page <laughs> for depraved heart murder. So um, in United States law, depraved heart murder is an action where a defendant acts with depraved indifference to human life. And where such, and where such a- act. What? Wikipedia. No, makes sense. Oh, yeah, okay. And where such act results in a death. In a depraved heart murder, defendants commit an act, even though they know their act runs an unusually high risk of causing death or serious bodily harm to a person. Yeah. If the risk of death or bodily harm is great enough, ignoring it dis- demonstrates a depraved indifference to human life and the resulting death is considered to have been committed with malice of forethought.
0: Okay. Well, so, and that's, I guess, the thing is, if um, if Mike Pence really believes that abstinence only programs don't promote uh, STDs uh, and the, um, you know, the, what is the word I'm looking for, the, the um, spreading of them, uh, if he really believes that, then I, I think that that's grounds for that not to be the case. But I mean I, I don't know I'm not an, well
1: I, yeah. I think that the precedent for this law comes from shooting shooting a gun in a crowded room okay where the intention is not to shoot somebody. The intention is mm-hmm. that you're shooting a gun in a crowded room because it's a thing to do
0: right well and I guess that's my point is I'm arguing that Pence thinks he's holding a banana. He's shooting a gun and thinks he's holding a banana. And I think there's a difference between shooting a gun and knowing you're shooting a gun, but with no intent to actually hit someone, but you're still shooting a gun. Like, And then there's another thing between being like, hey guys, this is a banana, and then shooting the gun, and then shooting someone, and being like, oh, I really believed this was a banana. That's kind of what I'm saying.
1: I would be interested in talking to someone who knows... Yeah. More about this.
2: Yeah. If you know more about this...
1: Like, if you have some background in law... Jesus, who do we think listens to this podcast? I
2: don't know. We'll just reach out if yeah. you do. I don't or know. if you know someone. Well, let's, um... Uh,
1: well, also, please someone tell me if I'm going to be arrested for accusing the vice president of depraved heart murder. No, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I think it's a real... I think it's, um, like, it's a real thing that people need, like, to recognize. Is, like, Indiana... He fucked up Indiana. Yeah. Like, that was not...
2: This all kind of reminds me of something that I read today, and it was I think it was a tweet. I don't know. Now it was saying that instead of asking politicians if they believe in um, uh, global warming, it's asking them if they understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like, this is probably the same thing, right? It doesn't matter what he believes. You understand the statistics on um, uh, abstinence-only education. Not do you believe in it? Do you understand? yeah, <laughs> right, because we there are you know, and I'm not saying that all studies are infallible, but you know scientists are doing a pretty decent job, That's so. Right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and I, 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 you know, I think the burden is to some. I always come back to this because I'm a big ol I think public public education should be really well funded, like overfunded. I'd love if we had a surplus in in public education. Oh yeah, amen, like, absolutely. Fucking why not? You know, we've got a surplus in the goddamn uh, business of killing people. And we, we demand so much of our kids.
2: People. We demand so much of them. The, the rigorous testing this and that, but without actually investing in them, it's yeah. insane. Yeah.
1: No,
0: it's cruel. It's cruel and it's unusual. Cruel. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and then college acceptance standards oh are God. so ridiculously are so ridiculously low. Mm. It is,
0: but also they're they're uh, low, but also very specific. Like it's a no. I of,
1: mean, hi, wait a minute. So the acceptance rates are low. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. No, and That's they're what
0: I meant. well, and I think it's because they're very specific. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. being able to test well in an ACT SAT is not an objective. Uh, marking up like that was something that happened with Donald Trump. He apparently uh, challenged someone to an IQ test, which, like, IQ is not a scientifically proven measure of intelligence. Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> like it's just not. Like it's not. <laughs> anyway, speaking of public Donald Trump hate, I stand with Kathy Griffin.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I do too. Except for I kind of stopped standing with her when she apologized. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, yeah. maybe... I, I I just, like... Because that just felt like a cry for attention. That that, that, mm-hmm. that it didn't feel interesting anymore. It felt like she's just going, uh, he broke me and crying. And I was like, did, did he... Did he really... You spent your entire life fucking making fun of celebrities. He broke you, please. I yeah. mean,
1: I think... Well, because she got fired from the New CNN. Year's Eve, from oh the- yeah,
2: who fucking cares for the Anderson Cooper watching the ball drop? Who? Why does this matter? <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to be willing to take some. Unfortunately, standing for what you believe in, there are going to be repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to be willing to deal with those. Yeah. And and I, that's just okay. That's just what it is. And if you're not willing to deal with them, then you don't really believe in what you're standing up for. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's harsh. But- no. And I think, well, I think the
0: other side of this, too, obviously, is, is um, reactions to it. And I think it's, um, if you're going to, on one hand, be offended that, uh, that Kathy Griffin posed for this photo with Donald Trump's bloody head and upset his child then why are you not also offended by the fact that for the past like two fucking decades we've been bombing the shit out of the middle east and killing children left and right and potentially traumatizing hundreds of innocent civilians just so that we can continue our our own imperial desires yeah. in the middle east and like you can't have it both fucking ways and go fuck yourself
1: well <laughs> and an even closer pro- like an even closer comparison is why are we not Caring about Sasha and Malia for 10 years of pictures of Barack Obama being lynched.
2: Yep. Yeah. I, and I was thinking about the thing I mean, that's the comparison I've heard most, right? Yeah. About Sasha and Malia. But then I was thinking, but actually, I had a similar thought to you, Daniel, today, because I was thinking, I was like, well, that's all well and good, but why aren't we thinking about the little gay kids and trans kids? Why aren't we thinking about the little black yeah. boys who are now thinking they might get murdered for like going down and buying a pair, of, you know, some Skittles or something? You know, the, these are the kids I'm worried. I'm not worried about Barron Trump. Sorry, no. I'm worried about people who see police brutality and black people are being murdered every day and yeah. going gr- growing up and that's... Yeah, th- I'm much more worried about them than a little boy living in a giant gold tower. Best
0: case scenario, Barron Trump's going to grow up to be some overprivileged fuck who, like, goes to Africa on a weird trip to hunt endangered species.
2: I really hope... No, I hope he... I, I personally hope he <sighs> steps it up and, and, like, corrals a bunch of humans and hunts them. Okay. I want to say he... <laughs> <laughs> See, most dangerous games Some that Joffrey bullshit. shit. Oh
1: my god. No, I, um, no, I, the difference between Baron Trump being traumatized and your average low income underprivileged child being traumatized is that Baron Trump has access to quality education and quality health care, yep. i.e., therapy. Yeah. Like, if a child, if any given child in a economically downtrodden area sees something super fucked up, they don't have the educational support system to fall back on, nor do they have access to a support system within the mental health community. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And that is because of Donald Trump. So Donald Trump does not care about kids.
2: No, he doesn't. And it's... Yeah, uh,
1: and I mean that's hardly new but I mean like if he's bringing if he's bringing the welfare of a child into a discussion then we have so much ammo (laughs)
2: yeah because it has you have to be talking about all children but you do because Because
1: all lives matter
2: matter. no but (laughs) I know like I groan but actually for once it's applicable yeah (laughs) No, because right now, because it is, because you can't just talk about this stupid little spoiled rich kid and not... and But ignore all the rest of the children in the world, all the Syrian children, all the... You know, come on. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You can't... And then just at the same time not acknowledge Pride Month and not think of all the little gay kids and little trans kids where all these little things matter. They matter. They matter so much to the kids mm-hmm. and you don't remember that. But seeing... You know, national recognition of it is a big deal. And I'm not saying that Trump... I don't know. I'm not saying that Trump's not acknowledging it will hurt people, but, you know, it might. Because yeah. fucking Midwestern Nancy with her little gay son <laughs> might be like, well, Trump didn't acknowledge it, so you being gay is wrong. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So, um, Trixie Mattel from um, uh, One of RuPaul. my favorite track queens. So, I, I know... Ryan Ferkus, uh-huh. who is Trixie Mattel, he is from Wisconsin. Wait, really? Yeah, so I I know him. I
2: love him. Yeah, I watch this YouTube show all the time.
1: Yeah, so we I I know him from like high school. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, isn't that cool? That's crazy. <laughs> um, oh my god! But his his story of why his drag his drag persona is called Trixie. Yeah. Is that his? He grew up in northern Wisconsin. In a, and was like brutally like his father was like really mean to him and yeah, like yeah, yeah. whenever he would act effeminately his father would call him Trixie uh-huh. um and so he like kind of reclaimed that and yeah, that's why yeah. he's Trixie Mattel but whenever I think of like a young gay child in an area that does not have access to progressive organizations cuz like a young gay child living in Chicago for instance you know they see that national that pride month is no longer being acknowledged yeah. They're still going to have access to organizations that are still going to recognize Pride Month.
2: Yeah, and we're still going to have a big parade. Exactly. And, or, you know, and do our things. We still have Boys Town. We still have, you know, resources here.
1: And even in Milwaukee, I mean, the gay community in Milwaukee is is like fine. Yeah. Like they're like, it's still going to be acknowledged. Sorry, everybody, I just no, burped. Who cares? But um, but I, I'm thinking about like the. <laughs> And sorry if this is weird, I'm thinking of the Brian Ferguses up in fucking northern Wisconsin.
2: No, but, and that's exactly it. And those are the people who, these things, because ultimately, like, I don't know, to me growing up in New York, would it have mattered to me, Trump not acknowledging it? No. But to that person.
1: Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It would make all the difference. Yeah.
2: So I think that's actually,
0: I have a a thought that I want to do and we can obviously talk more about the things we've brought up so far today we have, a we have, about, acrobatics. <laughs> we have about eight minutes left and so i kind of want to like flip this on its head and just kind of talk about like what do we think we can do positively like what do we think we can do going forward like what what gives us energy to like move forward in this world because i mean obviously it maybe i think to some extent it's probably easier for us all being white uh yeah. like you know regular seeming privileged people but um i mean i think that supporting all of our independently uh owned and operated uh organizations like i always shout out democracy now as far as like if you're gonna keeping as objectively informed as possible is really important this time especially as <laughs> fucking history and revisionism is is getting more and more <laughs> under fire yes um i want like i think a good shout out too is probably like perxilla femina who is doing all these initiatives to like
2: they're doing so much
0: writing your representatives is such a huge helpful thing yeah, to yeah, do yeah.
2: they
1: just they just did that event where they were at smack dab yeah. singing um opera selections about writing letters yeah and they had everybody was writing the representatives which i was is so, so goddamn sad
2: i was at rehearsal and i couldn't go and it sounded so cool yeah, yeah.
1: I was on the couch because I had just worked a million hours. No,
2: I I, I, just, <laughs> I know that life right now, let me tell you. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I think... And I think getting involved locally is really important, too. Like, there are organizations locally that... Like, so people in Chicago... And I'm not just shouting these people out because we're doing shows that there yeah. every Thursday, but um, <laughs> Heartland, Heartland Cafe does a first Mondays event where they kind of do an open forum thing. And I think soon they're having... Um, they're going to have someone who's running for governor, I think, or maybe senate. I'm not sure. But his name is like Daniel Biss or something like okay. that. Who I think is like of the people that are running for democratic candidate is the one that isn't funded by um, himself. Like he's doing it by like not big sponsorships, but like... He's the grassroots like candidate? Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you know, I, I think it's really important. Uh, I, I, you know what else is really important too? Uh, understanding where the national everyone is so keyed into national politics right now, and being like, what is America doing right now? But I think it's um, I know for me it's weirdly uh, a self care. This is my self care is paying attention to geopolitics because what's going on on the on the global scale is very interesting. And I yes, mean there's, it is. It's it's more nuanced. It has there is this kind of like both uh, excitement of. Of like what Macron, for example, is doing with, but that's the thing that's interesting about the global politics scale is that we ju- we've all paid attention to France not electing the fucking Nazi. Yes. Um, but Macron is also uh going as hard as he's going against Trump and being like you can uh you can you, any climate scientists find refuge in France. He's also fucking with French unions, which is like, like neoliberal. That's neoliberalism right there. Is like this finances first thing. Um, but it's, but it's interesting that there's that analysis happening and there's, you know, I don't live in France and like my vote doesn't matter in France, but it's weirdly comforting to like, be like, well, I, he, uh, I guess is more center than Trump and he's still getting resistance, um, to things that are, you know, uh, extremely big bank friendly. <laughs>
2: Sorry to no, make yes. a slight segue again, but that reminded me of now who was it, the um, the male prime the the, the the gay prime minister's husband?
1: Oh, of Luxembourg? Luxembourg, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: And there's a picture of like a bunch of first ladies and him and um, of course when we, I think when the White House put the the photo it was the White House. they didn't acknowledge him in the picture. And that I'm was disgusting. I'm still furious about that. that I'm also disgusting. furious that it was just a bunch of women husbands uh yeah like where where were the female leaders? Yeah, where, was, where was
1: Angela Merkel's husband right like,
2: like like that's kind of shitty too but also then to not like not like
1: come on right no, also also that was that was purely NATO I <laughs> to me like first of all assembling all of the attractive wives and the svelte gay husband. I know, like, it's just, is like, that? it's just, like, pageantry at its finest. It really is. Because, like, yeah. like, you don't see, like, the, like, the old wives of the old NATO members yeah. and you don't see fucking Angela Merkel's weird German husband and you don't, like, it's, it's only, like, the beautifully yeah. pampered, lovely, graceful
2: Insane.
0: Yeah. Um, smile ageism. to somebody. That's a good thing. We're all going through a really hard time right now. For
1: the record, Daniel said smile somebody at the same time as I muttered ageism under my breath. <laughs> <Nailed it>. uh-huh. <laughs> no,
0: I think it's I think it's really easy when the world is overwhelming and hard to be shitty to each other. And I think that's like it's it's shitty. Like I think it, you know, fucking we're all going through too much work and too much shit and Josh has the, the a sleeping cat in his lap. Nope. She's just fucking killing She's it.
2: She's like stretched right out. She's real happy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um well, cool. We only have a couple minutes left. Uh do you have any plugs? I know you're
2: Yeah, well, I've been rehearsing away for Johnny Johnson with the Chicago Folks Operetta. We'll be at stage 773
1: damn which is a
2: cool space we haven't gotten into there yet so i'm very excited and it's i want to say we open june 26th i know we run until july 9th so you'll have plenty of chances to see it chicago folks Operetta, look it up like the cast is full of some of my favorite people there's a lot of talent it's really wonderful
1: yay come see that
2: yeah Cool. cool
0: yeah um, well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dania Johansson.
1: I continue to be Maureen Smith.
2: I'm the little girl from the ring, and like in seven days, I'm gonna pop out of your TV. So just get ready for that. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well,
1: specifically but, your TV or like just any screen. Well, mm-hmm. I
2: don't. You know, did they? Up, I, I didn't see the most recent iteration of of the ring movie. Did they
1: update update it so that it's like you no? Didn't, I, I don't know. Like, but that's what I'm wondering. Out of your your like, iPad. I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna climb out of your chrome browser mm-hmm. um like you're gonna be like on so, the porn tube and just yeah.
1: <laughs> reach out and grab your dick
2: reach out and grab your dick um, oh God. because happy pride y'all
0: nailed it uh if you've liked what we've talked about today uh there are tons of (laughs) ways to keep up with us uh one of the things i do suggest is obviously this has been questionable internet opinions internet opinions which is a recurring segment we have like 15 of these i think now or something like that maybe 10 10 or 12 or something so if you really just enjoy us kind of like shooting the shit first off let us know because like i think maybe we do them more often or, or you know whatever but also um you can uh go and find more questionable internet opinions specifically if that's something that uh tickles your fancy um and we'll be at some point uh Either setting up like a stream of them on our website, which is scopymag.com, by the way. That's where we keep all of our articles, uh, a list of episodes and things. Um, but I also want to, uh, I'm going tag, to uh, tag you, not tag you, but ask you to help me out to remember how to get the, because I want all of our podcast episodes to show up on iTunes again. I yeah, think yeah, we yeah. Because we set it to like 60 or something oh, like no, that. It's, and more. now we've passed 60. Um, so that's super exciting. So, yeah, thank you all for that. Um, the other thing that's really cool that we're working on right now, um, and you can see this on our Facebook page, that's Scappy Magazine, is, um, we'll be working, we're working on our, uh, it's actually 20 performances, we've been saying 22, but I did a second count to, uh, yesterday and realized that it's only 20, but still that's a lot. It's um, only
1: 20. Yeah.
0: Of uh, three months, <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays, so literally almost short of two weeks that we'll be on vacation, um, every Tuesday and Thursday. Will be doing performances at the N- Nightcap Coffee Bar in Pilsen and um, formerly Redline Tap, soon to be Buffalo Bar in Rogers Park.
1: <laughs> formerly Redline, soon to be Buffalo, currently, currently nameless.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a bar has no name. Um, yeah. So if you want to come out to that, uh, there is a detailed list of events on our Facebook page. Are, uh, we'll just do, from now on, I think we'll do the two upcoming. So the two upcoming is Tuesday night. That is uh, at Nightcap. It is 24 Italian songs and arias. Uh, we'll, we have a bunch of singers that we know from Chicago singing through the 24 Italian and songs and arias. And one from Milwaukee. Which is job. the um, one of the things that we all kind of, like, grind or uh, sink our teeth into when we first get our, you know, bachelor's in mute vocal performance. Like, st- learning about what the fuck opera is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Thursday, we'll be doing... Uh, we have a performance of Vivaldi's Four Seasons, uh, which is going to be performed by a six-piece chamber ensemble yeah. with um, Olya Prohorova on violin solo, um, Allison Shelby Cook on violin, um, Connor Allison on violin, uh, Mallory Linehan on uh, viola, um and then the cellist is desiree miller. miller and then uh the sixth piece written as a bass part but played on cello will be miss audrey q snyder uh, who also has a podcast which i, I don't know it's i think it's odd pod and check that out too she interviews a lot of like new music people it's really cool um and we're gonna have her on sometime soon anyway besides that social media uh, at scotty mag and at uh i'm sorry instagram and twitter at Mag, that's where you can find us s-c-a-p-i-m-a-g
1: and as always i'm here to emphasize the importance of donations um as daniel said we're putting on 20 performances this month not this month good lord uh 20 performances (laughs) this summer (laughs) um and we are you know we we're we're making it work on very little but just barely um we would love to grow we would love to continue this trend of putting on as coming out with as much content as possible whether that be through live shows whether that be through podcasts whether that be through articles like we just want to be producing as much content as possible to basically justify your donations you know if we were just sitting around coming out with something once every two months or something we wouldn't be asking you for your help but because we put so much time and so much energy we really feel like it's worth it
0: at this point i can comfortably say that in the last two months Maureen and i have both like worked and i don't mean like together i mean like individually like something like probably 15 or 20 hours a week on this Mm -hmm. um and it's i don't mean to say that to like you know be a dick but I mean, I care about this a lot, and um, but it's also like, you know, it's uh, a, it's a we lot. We want of, to see it grow. It's
1: a lot of work, and um, we would love. Honestly, I want to put more time into this. Uh, me too. Um, so if you if you want to see, if you want to see more, <laughs> like if you want to see this grow we really could use your help, um, whether that be financial or through sharing and spreading and all of that. So if you're able to support us financially, head to scopymag.com, go to our About section. Um, You can either become a monthly subscriber um, for as little as $5 a month. Um, If if you do that, we'll give you a shout out on the show and a a short list of other incentives um and if you become if you do a one-time donation then we will um get a, get in touch with you and write you a very heartfelt thank you um so yeah oh i forgot my spiel
0: <laughs> no um thanks so much for listening
1: no oh uh, give a little
0: give a lot
1: <laughs> and if you can't give then listen participate and share
0: Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something.
1: Yes.